What's up, New England and beyond? Cage Titans fans, The Room Podcast fans, NewEnglandMMA.org followers, welcome to another edition of The Room Podcast this Wednesday night. Uh, Tommy Shayhood will not be in the room today, so it'll be just me and Mike Polvier talking about this huge card coming up on May 27th. Mike will be calling in in like three minutes. He's getting himself situated. And uh, we're going to talk all about this card and uh, any surprises, uh, you know, if the card is complete already, if there's any more announcements coming out. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, Table Titans, uh, things that happen in the back, what's in store for fight night, uh, press conference, weigh-ins, all that good stuff. So, uh, people, this is a huge, huge card. And uh, Mike just keeps announcing fights day by day. Looking on Tapology, they do not have the whole fight card up there yet. They might have it on um, on CagetitansFC.com. But um, right now, as as I'm looking, Tapology doesn't have the whole fight card. So I'm not sure if the every poster has been released. But the latest one to be released was the Mitch Raposo against... Tyler Smythe, a huge, huge flyweight fight. Um, those two gentlemen were on... Um, what's up, Cam Arnold? Those two gentlemen were on Table Titans on Monday, and uh, it, it was pretty exciting. Uh, Mitch hasn't been around in since... Uh, no, as far as on Table Titans or, uh, you know, mo any social media as far as uh, doing interviews since... Um, since his uh, ultimate fighting uh, stint there with uh, Cameron Lashinoff and uh, representing New England there. So uh, it's really cool to see him back in the Cage Titans cage where he did hold their amateur flyweight title and Tyler Smythe also uh, holds that title. Uh, well, he did hold that title. Tyler Smythe is now, I do believe, 2-0. and oh. And uh, the huge fight. And if you miss Table Titans on... Um, on Monday, I would say, uh, you know, after the show, go check it out because those two guys were on and um, a couple of other uh, uh, fellas were on also talking about their fights. So um, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty cool that all this stuff's going on. So we haven't talked to Mike in uh, some time. I think the last time he was on the podcast, I think it was with Andy. And I'm not sure what card it was. Um, I'm not sure at all. It, it was definitely like four or five cards ago. So it's been a while since I actually caught up with Mike. And uh, every time we have Mike on here, it's it's uh, the show lasts a long time because uh, he likes to gab. I like to gab. Um, so I'm going to go to Cage Titans Instagram right now. Um, actually I'm not, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to flash some posters. I'm going to flash the posters that are actually out right now of all the fights that are going on, uh, on the 27th. So let me get that up right now. So I'll move that over right now and I'll just let that flash in there. So you guys can all check out, um, all the fights that are on tap. Hopefully, I don't move anything around here. So, uh, like I said, Tyler Smythe and Mitch Raposo. I have a huge question for Mike as soon as he comes on about that fight. 
um, because there was uh, talk of uh, maybe a title. Mitch asked for it to be a title fight, and so did Tyler. So that they put Mike on the spot on Monday, and Mike, you know, he w- was thinking about it, I guess. And uh, as I always say, Mike always pulls a rabbit out of his hat. So uh, if uh, if you don't, well, we are streaming on YouTube. We are streaming on Facebook. We are streaming on Twitter. We are streaming on uh, Twitch. Uh, I think that's the only four places we are we are at at this moment. Um, but people, uh, if uh, you know you want to check us out on all different social media, it's New England MMA or the Room Podcast. Uh, we have a couple of pages on Facebook. We have our group page, the New England MMA. Uh, group page, and then uh, we have our business page. I have a pop the room podcast business page, and then we are on uh, Twitch as the room podcast and uh, Twitter as um, taps you out 911. I do believe, but I have it labeled as uh, the room podcast. So follow us everywhere, follow us on Instagram. Uh, big news put out over the weekend at UFC, uh, was it UFC 282? What the fuck was it? I forgot what number it was. They they fight every week. But the UFC is coming to Boston in August. I'm not sure the exact date, but New England MMA did put out an article about that. And uh, I would imagine there's going to be a few fighters from the region there fighting on that card. So we have a bunch of cards coming up uh, this month in June. Uh, I think um, Cage Titans is back in July, so uh, there's 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 room for a lot of these fighters if uh, you know if they have uh, some good good uh, good um, fights in the next uh, month and a half, couple of months, they could be on that card. So that is the room and the room of that. Or Lars, who wrote the article, said that it was uh, Sean O'Malley and uh, Sterling who are going to be fighting at. Um, at this event, I think it's UFC 292. That is the, the the number, the official number for the card that will be in Boston in August. But um, I'm not sure if that's 100% true that Sean O'Malley will be there fighting. Uh, I've talked and spoke to a few guys uh, that are big UFC fans. And, and they said maybe the, the garden's not big enough for a, a pay-per-view of that magnitude. But... Um, you know, I do. I think so. I mean, um, you know, Conor McGregor fought there, but it was when he wasn't, you know, the the, the notorious at this at the at this moment. But um, I do believe that's going to be a, a huge, huge to do. Dana White will be in town for probably uh, you know a few days. They'll have press conferences. They'll have a bunch of shit going on there. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, New England MMA gets one of our guys down there. Uh, as media, we know um, we got a few guys working with us now. Dylan Napoleon's doing great work for us. A young stud just came in. He's been with us a few months. He actually goes to Bellator and covers them in, in California, and he travels, and uh, he's really passionate about it. He's writing a ton of articles, just started his own podcast. Um, so we're, we're waiting for uh, that to explode and people to get on, on board with that because Dylan is from Connecticut, and he can have a lot of guys from Connecticut, that area, uh, visit the podcast because he does have in-studio 
in-studio guests and uh, podcast looks great. So congratulations, Dylan Napoleon. Also, um, <clears throat> Travis Lazat, Laz Borison, Jeff Clark, and uh, uh, and our other uh, boats, Mr. Boats, right there. Uh, they're all doing their thing. Uh, there's a lot of cards this weekend. We have Cage Titans 73. We have um, Neff. So I believe Lars and uh, Jeff will be at CES. And I'm not sure if Jeff and Travis will be at Neff, but I will be doing a fight companion for both of those. And... Um, Good to go. All right, let me see if Mike's ready. I'll uh, I'll get to him and see if he's uh, ready to come on. I don't know if I was supposed to message him and or he messaged me, but he was getting his computer ready. Uh, so I'm going to see if he's ready right now. And we'll have Mr. Polver on talking, uh, talking about... Yes, he's ready to go, people. So let me, uh, let me give him a call. So Mike Polver in the house. What's up, Rob Pico, man? I miss you, bro. I miss you. What's up, my man? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. I forgot I was gonna call you. I was like, I was waiting for you to kind of chime in, but um, ah. you know how it goes. Uh, I we both have the gift of gab, so we keep going. All right, let me get I you heard, on here. Go ahead. What'd you hear? I, I heard. I was watching. I was watching, um, and I heard you talking about UFC Boston and things like that. Um, you know. It's funny. One thing that stood out that you mentioned that people are saying that it couldn't host a pay-per-view. What people might not remember in 2018, the UFC uh, did host a pay-per-view at TD Bank North Garden. It was Miocic for Naganu. And then the very first UFC Boston card they did back in 2010 was Frankie Edgar and uh, BJ Penn. So by all means, UFC, uh, you know, the UFC with a pay-per-view could come to Boston. Um, I would just be very careful. I mean, obviously, it was... They mentioned it on the broadcast, but it's not like I see all these fight cards that are coming out and that people are like throwing these fight cards together and people are running with those stories. Um, I actually was at the athletic commission today and the UFC has not been in contact to officially book a date with the athletic commission. So I can at least give you that update. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I'm just, you know, just being realistic. Like the next step would obviously, you know, Dana White's not licensed the matchmakers aren't licensed, so they'll have to go through that whole process. Clearly, when they want to come to town, the commission's going to do it. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Aljo versus uh, Sterling as, like, the announced headliner. Dana did say, oh, yeah, we would like to do it. Um, but then you heard Aljo talking about he's waiting until September, and yeah. you know he doesn't fight often. So it's like the excitement is huge, and we're, like, throwing all this shit at the wall. It's like, you know, let's stand pat a little bit um, and, and until it comes a little bit more concrete. Um you know, but we can host a pay-per-view at UFC Boston and we would do everything in our power to uh, kind of bring that uh, to Boston. Yeah, and, and when my guys, they're guys at work, and you know they're kind of you know on the casual level there, and they're like, "Oh, there's no way they can." I said, "No, I think they did have have one in the past, and that's the one that you spoke about." And my God, I mean, a pay-per-view in Boston—that just means huge things for our fighters, because as you know. They have a bunch of our guys on the cards, uh, kind of in the prelim preliminaries, and and uh, it's just a great great time for New England and fighters, and it, it's it's a boost. It's a boost to have that. I mean, we get Bellator here every so often, but 
it's it's not it's not the the UFC man. So uh, you know, and it's and it's not in Connecticut either. Boston is the place to be for the UFC. They have uh, you know a few days of events, and you know there's going to be huge press conferences and and great things for fans, fighters, and everyone to get involved and go you know head down there and and do their thing, my guy. Listen, man, I'm 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 stoked. Um, you know, to, to see that hopefully this becomes a reality. You know, once it's announced officially, you see a poster, that's when I'll jack it up the excitement. Um, you know, but obviously it's, it's, I would say it's close to a done deal, but again, it just hasn't officially, officially, uh, you know, been done. Um, but you, you bring up some great points. I mean, imagine UFC Boston, you know, uh, uh, another round for Joe Lozon to get in the cage one more time with his illustrious career. Um, you know, you see guys like Don Shanus and, you know, Rob Font and Calvin Cater who are in the top 10 in the, in weight classes. I think Calvin's still recouping from an injury. Um, you know, there's just so many opportunities. How crazy would it be, you know, if you see Peter Barrett initially got signed off the contender series and they specifically said on his signing, there's no way I can't sign this guy because we're coming to Boston in a few months. And he has to be on that card with his story. Then he was injured coming out of that contender series. So that never got came to fruition. Um, he's, he's stopped four or five guys since he's been touching yeah. the UFC. He kind of got a short end of the stick cause he, he was in the UFC during COVID when gyms were closed down and all that. So like, he's really trying to push for that. And that, and that would be beautiful. I mean, obviously Joe Giannetti, who's been talking about it. And then let's talk about, you know, the guys that are fighting in the next two couple months, like, you know, Kyle Bokniak, if you look back at him, you know, he was kicking around, you know, having a good local run. UFC Boston was in town. And I remember the phone call I got from John Clark. Hey, listen, they need somebody in four days. They reached out. Kyle had the good enough record. I think he was undefeated. Can you help us and get medicals within two days? If we can, we can take this fight in the UFC. So those type of opportunities yep. will come potentially to some of our locals, um, you know, and, 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 it, and it's great. Um, so yeah, man, it's a good time if, if this all comes to fruition. And yes, my phone that night, I already got text messages. Remember last time you were seeing Boston cage Titans, we got, I think we got like four or five big, huge boots, uh, you know, suites, they had over a hundred people. Um, so yes, we would, it, I've already reached out to the garden. Um, I'm friendly with the guy who's in charge of ticketing. And I said, once this becomes official, we're doing what we did last time. He said, whatever boots, whatever suites you need, he's been to cage Titans. He loves MMA, he comes to our restaurant in Quincy. So like we're good friends. So he's like, Yep, the minute it's official, you'll be one of the first to know, and we got you on the list. Uh so yeah, we'll be doing all that fun stuff again if they do when they do come to town. Yeah, and I I do believe I attended the last one that that you did. Um was that the one that Manny Bermudez fought on? Yep. Okay. Yep. That was a great time. You put on a great uh, I mean it was a great time uh having hanging out with the fighters and some of the fans and um it was it was a good time. I mean you ha it was like uh, it was private, but not private. It's like a party on the side, but you had your own bar. And, it, and then there was after parties after all over Boston. Uh, some of the local fighters had their after parties in, in some bars. And I was with Don Shanus, hanging out with Don Shanus that night. And uh, we were all, we were bouncing from bar to bar, just like meeting up with everyone that was having like an after party or, or you know, just partying with, the, with anyone around. Because there was so many locals from 
you know, uh, Cage Titans and other promotions that just like lingering around and rooting on their uh, training partners, man. It was it was a great time, and I can't wait, man. Uh, you know, that'll definitely be my next UFC card that I go to. Not that I go to many, but uh, definitely yeah. Boston. And when you put that on, man, it makes it easier for fight uh, for fans and fighters uh, to to get involved and get tickets and be able to hang out with uh, you know a ton of people that they know. You know. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, you know, and again, once everything comes to fruition, you know, it's like, um, Dana mentioned in the fall of last year, coming to Encore and doing the show. And it took him till what March to come here after he said he was coming. Um, and everybody was all jacked up about Dana coming last fall slash winter. And then he didn't show up to March. So it's just like, as excited as I am, it's like, all right, cool. When I, what makes this one different? is that Dana is a promoter and sometimes you catch him and he'll just talk and he'll be like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And somebody in the back room is probably like, Oh, fuck, why did he say that? Why did he say that? That was just a talk. There were so many more things that have to get done. Cause he's not thinking that he's like, Oh, I heard us talk about USC Boston in a, in a meeting. Yep. I'm throwing it out there. The difference maker in this one, which makes it a little bit more real in my opinion, is they said it on the broadcast and th that stuff isn't being told to, the commentators unless the producer has gotten that green lit to talk about in a broadcast um i think it the fact that it came out in a broadcast though they didn't have a graphic or anything like that the fact that it was said makes it a little bit more real than a post-fight press conference where he, dane is like yeah i'd love to go back home to boston i got it targeted for this year uh you know th this made it a little bit more real when annex said it Excellent. Well, uh, before we move on to your exciting card coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, Rob Pico asked a question. It might be a little too early to tell because we have a bunch of cards up until that August date, but he's asking if you had to pick four guys. Uh, you already mentioned a couple, but if Joe Lozon is, is fighting, he'll be on, I would imagine, the pay-per-view card. Uh, but he's asking if you had four local guys to pick to be on that card right now. I don't know if he's talking, uh, you know, Don Shanus, who would you think would be on the undercard if you had a pick right now for fighters to go there from, you know, the, the region? I I will not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob Pico. I will not make that uh, call because, well, hold on. Actually, if you're just talking about fighters that are already in the UFC, I don't want to ever, like, say, like, oh, yeah, I think this guy that's fighting at Cage Titans in two weeks is going to be on that UFC Boston. So I guess, you know, right out the gate, Lowe's on. Um, Don Shanis, who's in the UFC, um, you know, those would be two great guys that, that would get in there on the card. Um, Rob Font, there's a lot of great fights for Rob Font. Um, and I think Rob Font's an incredible fighter. You know, he had his amateur career with us. He fought pro for us. Like I, I'd love to see him get to fight in Boston. Um, you know, a, a fight like Sanhagen would be an amazing fight for him. That would be a great fight. Uh, you know, upper echelon fight card on a pay-per-view. Um, there's three... I know Calvin's hurt. Um, Nick Fiore's fighting coming up, so he's probably not a New England guy that's going to get on there. Um, what about what about uh, uh, you mentioned Peter Barrett? He can get a call up. Um, you know, like you said, yeah, he's got. I'm not going to pick anybody. That's oh, not that's right, that's and, right. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Well, some if, hey, will be hey, right. you should have said me. <laughs> hey, if I had to pick uh, two guys to be on it, I would say you know that are not signed. I would say uh, Joe Gianetti. And Peter Barrett. I mean, um, you know, late notice or not. Or imagine if, uh, 
if the I, you know, fought, <laughs> fought each other. You know what I mean? I mean, that would blow up Boston, wouldn't it? Would it not? It would. It would be a fun fight. I mean, in in the hypothetical world, I think that as much as those are dream fights for us here in New England, I I, I hate. Oh, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but like at the same time, like the UFC throws their name on the TD Bank North, and they're coming to Boston. You know, like, I know a lot of fighters, like, I sell a shitload of tickets, I'm going to sell it out. Guess what? The UFC is going to sell out anyways. If they didn't have a single New England fighter, it, it's much different than the local scene. Um, you know, where the local scene is like, if you sell a shit ton of tickets, you know, we'll throw you on Plymouth Moore at Hall, and you're going to sell 200 tickets. That's a huge thing. But, you know, you go to the UFC, and it's like, all right, I'll, I'll sell 200 tickets. They're like, we're going to sell 18,000 tickets, whether you're on it or not, yeah. like... That 200, we're going to sell no matter what. So, you know, those dream matchups that we say, like New England versus New England, yeah. I don't think you'll see that as much on a card like that. And with that being said, you know, some people are like, everybody on the fight card has to be some sort of New England fighter. And I saw fight cards that were like every single New England, every single uh, opponent was a New England guy. And it's like, they're also not going to do 12 fights with all 12 New England. Yeah. They can get the New England feel with two or three New England guys. And that's enough for them. Yeah, you know, so I, it just, it, it's fun to like, you know, shoot the shit about and, and go, but it's like, ah, I, you know, let's just be realistic as well. Like, but my fourth guy, oh. I guess I said, because I didn't pick a fourth guy yet. Um, man, who, who else locally is in the UFC right now? Parker Porter, he just fought. I guess the timeline yeah. would line up. Yeah, he, he was, he, he. Demolished that guy and he looked unscathed coming out of there, excited to get back in there. So that would be huge. That could be big. He's, yeah. a, he's a New England guy. Uh, so, yeah, I guess Parker, um, you know, Sheamus, clearly. Yeah. Um, Font and who was the other guy I said? I don't remember. Uh, Loz Lozon. Who? You said Lozon too. So Lozon. Oh, yeah, Lozon. So, and and those two guys are, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, we don't know uh, Calvin's you know, timeline, but you know, Font is going to be, you know, one of the, the, the top fights on the pay-per-view, um, you know, Lausanne. Time frame lines up. What's that? Time frame lines up for yeah. Font to be back. Um, I forgot the other guy, uh, you know, Charles, Charles Rosa, yep. who's in the UFC. You know, sometimes we don't think of him as a New England guy. Maybe, I don't know. Obviously his nickname is Boston Strong. He's a Boston guy, though he lives in Florida. You know, he would be another fun one, you know, when he came out in the Boston jersey when he fought last time, I mean, people were going nuts for him. So uh, he'd be another cool guy. Um, imagine if we dragged Glover Teixeira out of uh, retirement. You know, obviously he's from Brazil, but he's from nearby Connecticut. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of fun. Yeah, things there, yeah, there's a lot to talk cool. about. And it, what it, you know, what it really does is it lights a fire under all of these uh, fighters' asses that are going to be fighting. Uh, you know, it's like. You know, if I have a great win, who knows? I could be there. I mean, there's some fighters that are on the cusp of of making making it to the UFC. There's already some that, you know, are going to be on the uh, uh, on the uh, Dana White's uh, contender series that haven't been announced. But we already know in the in the the back of our minds, there's there's a few of our fighters going to be on there. So there there's a lot to uh, fight for coming up in the next uh, few months, man. So excitement. Well, I mean, not only UFC Boston, like as exciting as that is, also the Contender Series is going to be coming up right around that same time. So, you know, you've got guys that know that they're two, maybe one or two fights away 
from putting themselves in a position for the contender series. So even if they don't get on a UFC Boston card, it's a very strong possibility that you could be looking at a contender series, um, you know, shot uh, towards the end of the summer, which is right around the same time. Last year they did the end of July in August or August and September. So it's probably right around that same time. So like, yeah, you can all vie for that UFC Boston, but you could also be vying just for great performance over the next few months and put yourself in, in a situation where you could be on a contender series. Um, they obviously just wrapped up and they're premiering the ultimate fighter as well at the end of this month. So it's not that far fetched to think that another season of ultimate fighter will be starting to do tryouts and casting in the next few months. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a good time. And we have so many guys, you know, not only guys that are there, but on the cusp yeah. that could be there, you know, and, and, you know, the segue into the cage Titans card and, um, you know, you know, you got guys that, um, you know, are right there. Wynn could put them and catapult them into this situation where they could be on an ultimate fire. They could be on the contender. They could be on, you know, um, Dana White's contender series. Like, you know, you look at our main event, Ross Hilton and Brandon Battles. Like, tell me one win for Brandon Battles in and, and, and his dominating fashion that he could be in the UFC. You know, Ross Hilton. You look at Di Sabatino, who's 11-2. and two, You know, he picks up a big win over such a scrappy and tough veteran in, in Jacob Bone. He could be right yeah. there. You know, but that's like, you know, that's not to disrespect to, to, to Bone to say that Zach could be there. Because guess what? Bone was just in this situation when he fought 9-2 and two Ali Zabian. And he quickly snatched that away, yep. snatched that neck, and put the, put that hype train to rest. Um, you know, then you got Mitch Raposo coming back. But tell me if, you know, Mitch wins, he goes 8-1, and one, and now he's in line. But tell me if Tyler Smythe doesn't win and get that finish over a guy who's been on contender, been on the ultimate fighter. Now he sits at 3-0, and oh, and he's like, you know what? I get one more win over the summer. Yep. I'm 4-0, 5-0 oh, oh, maybe. I'm on the contender series in, in the fall. Definitely. And, and he's right in line. You know, normally a 2-0 guy, you might not be talking about that. Yeah. But he's going to project himself with this type of fight. Um, you know, you know, you look at guys like Valdina, who could be going 4-0. You know, he has a tough fight against Smythe. Uh, I mean, Will Smith. But him, you know, there's just so much at play. Um, and, and it's a good time. And these guys are taking tough fights right now. And they're not protecting themselves. They're not protecting their record, which was a common trend that we've seen for many, you know, cards in, in, in many years. Like, you know, they're protecting their, their records at the right time. But yeah. now they're finally stepping up when the time is right to take the tough fights and test themselves. Look at Mo Kanani, who was, you know, four and one at the time or five and one. And people are like, dude, that's way too much of a step up against Peter Barrett, who's been in the UFC. He's been fighting since 2011. And he showed, like, yes, he lost, but he showed his, his star rose that night. Yeah. And he's right there himself, and he's going to come back better than ever. And now he's two or three fights. We've seen him t against the next level of competition. He hung in there. Two or three more fights back, and he's right back to the top of the pile. And maybe even one more fight, he's back to the top of the pile. So good well, time to be alive here in New England. Well, Mike, uh, you had Table Titans on Monday. Huge announcement with Mitch Raposa, where you spoke of coming back. Uh, fighting Tyler, Tyler needed an opponent, um, and Mitch jumped in there. You know, there was chatter going on there, it blew up. I mean, Mitch is back, big, big following. You know, they did both mention, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. They did, they did both mention, you know, I wish it was a title, uh, a title fight. I wish it was a, and then you, you got red in the face and Mike always pulls a rabbit out of his hat and stuff like that. Is that something that, you know, 
could happen or is it's too late to actually make it a five rounder at this point? Just for the record, my face is red because I've been walking out in the sun. I actually bought a bike. I've been biking. So my head and my face is red. So it's just red in general right now. Um, I, you know what? They did put me on the spot and I'm not, I'm not, you know, Mitch did talk about trying to get, you know, champ champ status. Cause he is the CES champ. Um, and by all intent, like all purposes, there, there's no reason why Mitch could not be fighting for a title. Um, I didn't present it as a title for the pure fact that a two and O though, Tyler Smythe is probably the next best guy. If you were doing rankings, I think maybe what's he four in your rankings. Um, I'm not sure at this point. Yeah, it's but been he's, a little he's, while. He's right in the top five. You know, though, he, it's like, I, I, somebody asked me the other day and I, I kind of gave my opinion and that they're like, well, take your opinion out of it. And I'm like, well, okay. If Tyler wants to fight for a title, I'd let him. But realistically, if he, if Mitch wins the title, he's probably gone. And does he really need the title to move on? No win here. And he's already been told if he gets a finish and he gets a win, he's going to move on. So does he need this to be a belt fight? Probably not. Um, Cause he's going on no matter what Smythe. Would it be cool to have a title in the pro ranks? Absolutely. But now at 3-0, if he wins, now he's a title holder. The rest of his local career, he's stuck fighting title fights every time. Now, people are like, oh, he's stuck fighting title fights? Where do you want to try to give him easier fights? It's no, like, it's not that. It's just the pure fact is, like, you know, if he fights three more times locally and he's fighting five rounds on all of them, that's 15 rounds of fighting. Yeah. If he was just fighting three-rounders, that's five more fights he could be having with the, you know, and le- people say leaving rounds in the gym, which means basically don't leave rounds in the gym. Don't spar and batter your brain in the gym. Save those on competition days. It's like, do we, does Tyler Smythe need to be losing rounds to the local scene and, and being fighting five rounders yeah. for the rest of his local career? Um, and then also it makes it even more difficult to get him fights. Uh, now everybody that's fighting him has to agree that they want to be fighting for a title fight. So it, 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 I don't think necessarily it complicates too much for Mitch to fight for a title and win a title because what he's probably moving on no matter which way it goes. I think my hesitancy is, is the hindrance it could potentially put on Tyler if he wins. Um, with that being said, I did tell Tyler's coach, I said, you know, that's my feeling. It's totally on you guys. What you prefer to do, you guys talk about it. Mitch, I know the answer is yes. And in, 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 I said to his coach, I said, listen, it's up to you guys. I'd be happy to put a title belt around either one of their waists. But think about the long term. I'm very, with Cage Titans, I don't try to look right here what's in front of me. I'm trying to look three, four, five steps yeah. down the line. I do that in every aspect of our business. Um, it would be fun. Um, but I just think there's some more complications that if we just, in the moment, on emotion, like, yeah, fuck it, throw a title on the line. It's like, yeah. okay, well, did you think this out? And, uh, you know, I've had guys, I've done, um, I think I did a three-round title fight with Andy Aiello way back in the day. Um, against Raymond Cotterelli at Flyweight, coincidentally. And Lozon's like, we'll do a title, but it's only three rounds. Like, I'm not having my guys fight five rounds on the local scene for local money. You know, um you know, there was some backlash of Bilal, Mahal, and, and Gilbert Burns. If you watch Chael Sonnen and all, he's like, why the fuck would you guys agree to five rounds? Like, that's reserved for title fights. Mm. And, like, he was saying, like, why are you wasting rounds fighting in a co-main event for five rounds? Save those for the main event when you're fighting for a title. 
you're wasting rounds in the longevity of your career. Um, and that's where my mindset is a little bit. Um, if it was a robust um, division as well, that might also come into play. Like if I knew I had two or three challengers that I could immediately, like if one of these guys wins, I got the next guy in line and I could start rotating title fights, you know, like I've done at 35 with the party, um, you know, in, in, in other divisions, it might be a little different story. It's, 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 I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get it as you said it now, because, you know, say Tyler does come away with it. What is he's three and oh, there's not much in the region as far as around here to challenge him, unless it's other guys that are maybe two and oh, and have about the same records. You're going to be fighting titles with guys that really don't have a, a ton of experience. You'd have to, you know, basically maybe fly someone in or get someone in from out of new England uh, with, you know, a bunch of fights to, to fight him, you know? So I, I totally get it. And, um, yeah. And then wasted rounds, just like, I mean, getting ready for a five round fight is totally different than getting ready for a three round fight. Like you said, you're wasting rounds in the gym. You got to make sure your cardio and everything's ready in case you go for them five rounds. And yeah, it's a lot on a, on a new prospect like that. So yeah. Right I out the I, gate. Yeah. You know, and, and then I look back, I remember this, you know, back in the day, Frank Spores, a friend, and I remember CFX, they had him fighting for a title. I think he was one and oh, or two and oh. And they're like, and, and the argument was, well, like, he's going to beat this guy. He actually, I think he fought Bill Jones. And then I'm like, I remember being in the gym training with him. I'm like, okay, cool. Then what? And he's like, well, if I can beat him, I deserve the belt. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then what? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, now you're 2-0 and you're a champion. Who the fuck's going to fight you mm -hmm. next? Where are you going to get these fights? You're stuck fighting for titles. So I remember, like, this is maybe kind of like, and again, when I was discussing this with a friend of mine, they're like, take your background out of the equation. If they both want to give it to them, I'm like, yes. But at Cage Titans, I'm a little different. Like, I, I, I try to do what's best for the sport, the fighters, and, and look out for them to some extent. And, and you know, I don't know. I mean, no, somebody's I, probably watching me right now. And like, shut the fuck up. Mitch is like, I want. And who knows? I totally get it, man. It makes totally sen total sense, man. Uh, you know, Fans, they don't see it that way. They see gold and, you know, the, the followers of uh, Mitch. And it just blew up. It was a really cool thing when they both going at it. And, like, I want to tell you, I'll go, you know, it was, it, it was great to see. Um, it's a great fight. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. good good for both of those guys for taking it. You know, I did mention, I, you know, I don't want to stay on this, but, you know, Mitch was saying that he has he has all all to lose here because he's fighting – a two and O guy and Tyler, I mean, if he performs well, but still loses, he really doesn't lose that much stock because he fought a stud in Mitch. Who's been basically everywhere. The only people that the only person Mitch for uh, lost to was basically a dude that's two and O in the, in the UFC now and was a number one ranked in uh, what in, uh, in New Eng uh, in England or, or wherever, you know what I mean? So he didn't lose against no, no bum. He lost against a, a legitimate, legitimate contender coming you know, in a, in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it, you know, there, there, there's something to be said and I'm not saying the book's closed, um, that it's not a title fight. Um, I also think that, you know, you know, right, there's a lot of factors and I, I actually talked to Nate Libby yesterday. Um, I haven't even approached cause like the other thing that we have to remember is that like Mitch and Tyler are managed by their coach, like, Tyson manages is Mitch and, and, and uh, Nate Libby manages Smythe. And it's like, cool. We can say all we want. We've all, we all know this. We can say what we want on a podcast, 
but then the approval still has to come from a coach um, or your manager. And it's like, you know, it sounds good, but again, without talking to T- Tyson, Tyson might say the same thing I'm saying, go, I'm not going to have Mitch run out there for five rounds and for the, for local money, it's not worth it to us. My last point on this is this, um, whether or not one of these guys has the belt, the cage Titans belt around their waist. And maybe I'm doing a bad job of being a promoter, but they're a badass and they're the next best thing at flyweight. Whoever wins this fight with or without my title, if they really wanted a belt, I've said this to guys before, like Manny Bermudez, he was infinite, like famous. Like I said, you want a title? He's like, dude, I know I'm the best in new England. I'm, I'm going to the UFC. No offense, Mike, your belt is not my end goal. I don't need that to prove to the UFC that I belong there. I'm just going to keep racking up wins and finish them. I honestly think like, yeah, the gold is cool, but it's a $700 belt. If you really wanted that bad, I'll buy you one and <laughs> give it to you. And, but if Mitch wins this, he cements himself as the best flyweight and he's going to the UFC. If Tyler wins this, he cements himself as the best flyweight and he still will probably need one or two more fights to get a high enough record to get recognized to get into the UFC or just probably a contender series fight. And that means, and as we know, Tyler's not afraid to travel. I mean, if he has to get them fights under his belt before the contender series uh, starts off, I mean, he'll go, he'll fight back to back cards. He'll, he'll fight everywhere just to get them fights under his belt and he'll fight anyone as we know. Um, So, you know, kudos to the both of those guys. It's great to see Mitch back in the cage titans cage but mike let's move on man uh before i start i gotta say this one quick thing on this i gotta ask your opinion how how amazing we were and excited we were for jeff joy and i keep saying this about this fight the minute you hear jeff joy pull out your immediate mindset goes to ah shit man i hope tyler still gets a replacement opponent probably not going to be nearly as good as the jeff joy fight but as long as he gets to fight that's all we care about and then out of nowhere, Mitch Raposo swoops in. And this fight is actually probably bigger than the fight that was originally yeah. booked, which is unheard of. You don't hear that. It's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, this guy's not fighting. Yeah, we, we, we drug somebody up. Who cares about his name? At least the kid still gets yeah. to fight, and that's all anybody cares about. They didn't waste a, a training camp. This is kind of a step up, and it's kind of unheard of. When I pitch a replacement three weeks out or two weeks out, it's usually like, all right, cool, you were fighting a guy up here. I'm not going to give you a guy up here for your replacement. Yeah. I know I got to go equal or lesser with a replacement because now it's last minute and they got to have fight. So like, it's very rare we go from like here to all the way yeah. up here, which we did in this fight. So uh, hats off to both guys because you're 100% right. Mitch has a ton to lose in this and, and and potentially not a lot to gain because somebody, if he win, if he loses, people are going to be like, wow, you lost to a 2-1-1, uh, a 3-0 and guy. And hats off to Tyler Smythe because he could have said, listen, get me somebody else. Get me an easier yeah. fight. Let me get my records because the truth is, like, just like Bo Nickel, when he was on the contender series, like, cool, you're 2-0 and and you're a fucking stud. We're not signing to the USC. You need a couple more fights. And they had to bring him back to contender. So even if Mitch, I mean, uh, Smythe wins, he's 3-0, and they'd probably still be like, I need to see a few more fights out of this kid. So hats off to both guys. Enough about them. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, uh, before you came on, I spoke about, you know, posters are out. Uh, you just announced uh, the Raposa fight uh, last week. Is there any other um, announcements coming out, or is the, is the card pretty much set right now? Yeah, the card is, I mean, the card is pretty much set. I mean, we got 16 fights, 
it's our, our entire website is up to date, is accurate. Um, it's in order. Um, yeah, we're sitting, I, I mean, I, I hate to say we're sitting pretty, but we're sitting pretty. Like we're, you know, we're in fight month. These fights have all kind of been, this card has been intact for the last few weeks, you know, which has given us time to promote it, to, you know, to, uh, sell tickets, which disclaimer, hit up your favorite fighter because right now all tickets are sold out online. The only way to get tickets right now is through your favorite fighter. And there's still some tickets floating around with the fighters, but that's it. So don't wait another week. Don't wait till fight week. Like get your tickets now um, because it's going to be sold out. Like this fight with Mitch Raposo and Tyler Smythe, Mitch is like, I need a hundred and something tickets. I'm like, I got 60. <laughs> he's like, I need more. And I'm like, all right, let me see what I get more from. Marty Davis hits me up and he's like, I can't give you any more. I need more. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I got Greg Jones and Johnny Cupcakes. They're like, we don't even have tickets to sell. Can you get some? I'm like, uh, I had to give them to the fighters first and now they have them all and I have none left. So, I mean, I, I'm not giving you promoter bullshit. Like get your tickets soon. Um, usually people can wait to the last minute, the fight week or something and not have it sold out by then. Um, this, this, you might see next week, no tickets at all. Like not even with the fighters. So get your tickets. It's a huge card and it's, it's, it's a huge card from a, a perspective of, Every fight on that card, you hear in the WWE like squash matches. There's no real squash. There's no squash matches on this. Like these are all fights that if you go down the list, you're like, I can see this guy win. Ooh, I can see this guy win. I can see this guy. And I think that New England is reacting to that, snatching those tickets. They know these fighters are testing themselves on this card, and and, and they're really responding with wanting to be there. Well, my man, uh, stacked card as you said. Hilton battles uh, for the heavyweight title that's going to be huge um you know two two guys that just go in there demolish they don't really they don't go the distance in fights um you know ross hilton i believe this is going to be his first uh, appearance for cage titans uh most of his as uh ben neff or um bellator or maybe somewhere uh ces uh, but how excited are you get him in there? I mean, he towers over the cage. I don't know how these these guys are going to touch gloves from each corner because they're so big, man. Um, how are you going to contain them from dropping the cage onto the crowd? You know, when they when they you know fighting against it if they have to. <laughs> man, I mean, I'm excited for Ross because I mean, I, I've said it long and long ago. Like, if I see somebody predominantly fight for another promotion, it's just me. I, I try to respect that, and I never reach out to fighters. And I know what people say. They do it to us every day. Our, you know, Cage Titans guys are getting an inbox from other promoters. They're literally getting messages the night of fights. It's just something I don't do. So when Ross's coach, friend, manager kind of took over and hit me up at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, dude, I'm so glad you hit me up. Like, I've been a fan of this guy. And, uh, you know, like, let's see what we can do. And we put this fight together and we brought him in the cage in January um, I remember my, my first meeting with Ross, Ross was like, ah, oh, you know, I never heard, I didn't, I, I never heard from you. Like, I, I didn't know if you ever want me to fight for you. And I'm like, same thing with Pat Casey. It's like, dude, I, I've been a fan for a long time. I, that, the fact that I don't reach out does not mean I'm not a fan. It's just, I just, that's just who I am. You know, when, when Pat Casey was fighting out Western Mass and Premier and all those shows, it's like, you know what? He's one of their guys. I'm not going to mess with that. I would not want to be meddling you know, because I know he's probably making more money, selling more tickets, doing all that stuff out there. So I just don't mess with that. Um, so I was I was stoked when Ross uh, signed up to fight battles. And, you know, 
I remember when this fight was being made because Battles told me, get me anybody. I'm not going to go to the UFC and then find out that I don't have what it takes. I want the hardest fights you can get me on the local level, which was a breath of fresh air. It's like, all right, cool. I can get anybody. He's like, anybody. All right, cool. So I knew he was going to take it. So I mentioned Ross and he goes, I'm in. But he goes, we've trained a few times. You sure he's going to take it? And I was like, I was told by his manager, his new manager, um, and they put me on the same thread. So it was me, Ross, and his manager. So Ross saw the offer, the proposal, and he's in. He's like, I don't think he's going to take it. I'm like, he's in, I'm telling you. And, and his manager told me, he's like, Ross wants to fight the best. He wants big fights. And he doesn't care who it is. And, and that's this fight came together. We announced it in January. Here it is. Um, you know, we've never announced a fight two shows in advance. Um, but we have, you know, a great fight and I, I'm excited for it. Excellent. Well, before we move on, uh, going back to the last card, Mike, how, how much of a relief is it to have just one card and not have to do a double header? Even though I know you're a workaholic and, and you love it. And I mean, you, you got a ton of fighters in there and got them work and stuff, but how much of is, is, is it of a relief to be able to just to focus on one card, the main card and, and, and everything involved in that? I almost split this card in two. Yeah, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, I'm just a glut. I actually was thinking about doing Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, but honestly, like, it is it is easier. Um, you know, there there is definitely, um, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I relish in the threat, uh, the stress in a high-stress environment. Like, I want all the pressure. Like, I'm the guy that wants the ball at the end of the game. And like, that's just who I am. So I kind of, I rise to that occasion. So like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a little less stressful, but I mean, sometimes it's like, seems a little too, I, I, I thrive in the chaos. So now that like everything's kind of smooth, I'm like, I kind of like when it was. Yeah, you need more. You're bored right now. You must be bored right now. You need more stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I need something, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, what I'm really enjoying now after 13 years is like, we mentioned how Ross was in, in battles was announced two shows ago. We're finally getting to the point where like, we're not just having an event on May 27th and then like May 28th, it's like, all right, cool. What are we going to do on July 22nd? I got fights booked already for July 22nd right now. Um, you know, that we'll announce uh, ahead of time. So like, you know, you know, for me, so like, I'm kind of like, I, I say it to Andy and a couple of the close guys like Phil and the, the people part of my team. It's like, how come we've been doing this for 12 years, 13 years? And we still seem like we're trying to figure it out and every show is chaotic. And then something clicked a couple of shows ago. And it's like, you know what? Like, let, let's, let's get this down. And now we're starting to book two shows in advance. Um, we have all the dates for the rest of the year. We have, we already have fights scheduled for July. We already have fights targeted for September like we're kind of getting ahead of the game right now, which is which is nice, which makes it a little easier. We'll have the poster to drop before May twenty seventh for the July. Like they, we're really kind of getting well oiled finally in our thirteen years and sixty whatever events we've done. Well, definitely not only uh, a great card, uh, and you don't want to say it, but probably the best card you've had to date. But not only the card and the fights and the matchups you have, the production value that you do every show and add, it looks like it's it's firing on all cylinders right now. As far as what you've added, as far as, you know, the 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 
the lighting system, the 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 cameras, spectation, sports, everything. You got um Maddie Levine doing uh you know doing pre-interviews as the fighters are coming down. I mean the production level is through the roof now, my god. Um, how satisfied are you with that? Are there other little tweaks, other little surprises that you still in your mind I gotta add here? Uh what's going on with that side of the coin? Yeah, man, it's 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 definitely like a you know, it it's it seems like we're firing on all cylinders, but I, I say this in life and in business and everything you do. Just because you did something that was successful a year ago, six months ago, three months ago, three minutes ago, one minute ago, the next time you do it, just because it was successful that last time you did it, does not mean you should not look to improve something the next time you do it. So as excited and as happy as I am with where we are at Cage Titans, there's always something that I'm going to be looking to improve. You mentioned the lights, the lighting rig, the tower. Maddie Levine was our ad last show. She'll be back this show. Um, you know, video packages would probably be something that I would like to do. I would love to be able to get some crowd interaction. Like when you go to a big sporting event where they have the kiss cam and in between like breaks, they got people like doing dance offs and crazy shit like that. I would love to get involved in that to make it a little more fan interactive experience. That's something that could be down the pipeline. Um, I'd love to get into what you used to do for us uh, when we used to do the pre-show and I want to move you know, we used to do the pre-show from the stage. I want to move that pre-show to the front of the building outside, kind of like college game day, where like all the fans are lining up and you guys are sitting there doing your breakdown and the fans are holding their signs behind you. I'm in. And you're seeing the crowd, <laughs> in, you know? So Definitely. I want to get into that. Um, you know, there's, ah, man, there's, you know, some, so that's, so that's kind of some of the things that I would like to now stop moving into, you know, new cameras or something some ultra HD um, cameras is something that I'm going to be looking to invest in this year. That's our next big purchase. Um, but when you look at it, like our fights are kind of as good as they're going to get. There's not much improvement we can do on some of those fights. You know, the live experience is something that's just second to none in that venue. Um, you know, little tweaks are, you know, along the way is something that I'm going to be looking to do. Um, you know, that, that, yeah, we're always looking to improve, man. And I'm always open for ideas. Like, you know, we added this year for the first time, we added the VIP stage box, uh, like kind of like an owner suite, like you have at, you know, games where you want a suite. So we have those up. Um, we added the hall pass this year, which, you know, one of the complaints is that line is down the damn street. If you ever <laughs> want to get in, we only limited it to a hundred people. You can buy a hall pass and you skip the line. Um, and it's not all, the people it's only a hundred so like it's very limited but for 10 bucks you get to skip to the front of the line you get to get in the venue first and you get to pick your seats so that's another big perk so uh a lot of people told me i'm crazy for only doing it for 10 bucks but it, it was a cool new ad for this year uh you know because it, it just gets you in and, and and it gets you you know it's just just another little added piece that we can do we added a new brewery so we have two new two cage titans beers we have the IPA from Second Wind. We have the Lightweight Lager by 42nd Parallel. This year, I'm looking to add a seltzer, a Cage Titan seltzer, Ooh. which would be cool. Um, so, man, there's just, there's just constantly things floating in my head that I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. Every time I watch a sporting event, whether it's MMA or not, I'm looking and being like, how? Ooh, I, I'd like to add that. I can see myself doing that at Cage Titans. Oh, yeah, we should be doing that. Oh, yeah, we can do that. 
I, I don't even really watch sports for entertainment. It's always for ideas. Excellent, my man. And you have a ton of them, my man. Uh, the product looks great. The social media through the roof. Um, you know, Mitch hasn't been around, but he he mentioned that on Table Titans, how great you guys are at supporting the fighters and just putting out content uh, on content. Is um is that all Nick? Or has Nick got a crew behind him? Or is it Nick behind the, the computer doing most of that stuff? Like, what's, how much of a crew do you have? Like, because you guys are, con I mean, you're on all social media. You're constantly putting cool shit out there, like little, you know, little memes Listen, in between shit. I mean, it, it's nonstop. I'll tell you this. The, the most important thing for me is passion about the sport. And, um... I don't care if you're the best at whatever field you're in. Like, let's say you're the best photographer. I don't care about that. Are you passionate about MMA? And I think, you know, you mentioned Nick, and this is where I'm going with it, is like, Nick's a one-man show. Like, I do all the still graphics. So I do all the poster designs, the face-offs. So I do the theming, and the, and, but he's doing all the, the reels, and he's doing all the, the stories and, and stuff like that. He's a one-man show. I'm a one man show in many aspects. Like a lot of us are just so damn passionate. We can't like, you're like, you must be doing the job of four guys. It's like, I, I, yeah, I guess I am, yeah. but I don't think about it. Cause I love this so much. I'm not thinking of it as work. Like Nick's the same way. If he was on right now, it's like, man, what do you got a staff of like six for your social media team? What do you got? Like one that does TikTok and Twitter and one that does Instagram and Facebook and one that does your YouTube. It's like, no, it's one person. He works the four people because he doesn't think of it as work. He loves it. When he sit, when when you're sitting home tonight, maybe watching whatever friggin' new shows on Netflix, he's there just watching Cage Titan stuff and yeah. MMA stuff, and and he's so passionate about that. Same with myself, like you know, and, and, and Andy and you know Phil, who does our light and sound. Like he's constantly like, "Hey, I just saw this light show here. What do you think of this?" And I'm like, "He's like, think we can do it?" I'm like. Yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, Joe, Joe Leonard, you know, he's, he's constantly trying to tweak things. So it's just, we're just so passionate about it. We do actually have a small crew. Like I, one thing that when I have fighters come to me from other promotions, they're like, well, who does this? And I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's me. Who does that? Oh yeah, that's me. Oh, who does that? Like, well, where's the crew? It's like, these five people are the crew. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's me, Nick, Richie and Lilla and Andy and Phil and Joe Leonard. Like, that's our inner core. And we obviously have like Adam Russell who does our DJ and music. Yep. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, there, there's, it's not like, Hey, go see that person. It's like, no, like we're, we're hands on in everything we do. And it's just the passion that we have. Like you, like you do your own podcast and for what you do for your podcast, you could probably get three or four people to do like from all your pre-work on getting videos and photos for when you have a guest on you know, the camera switching, the angles and the sound tech and all the things you could probably have for to, to produce your podcast, you do it yourself. Yeah. Because you're so passionate about it. I need I need a I need a Joe Leonard in I need a Joe Leonard in the corner here. Cause I, <laughs> I actually you know I have cameras in here. I just can't touch them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so so it's it's fun. Uh I love it and it's it's like it's it's looking at the finished product and knowing that, man, I, I did that. And it just makes you want to, you know, work harder and, and, you know, elevate and stuff. Like Nick, I, you said he sits home and he watches stuff. And he sees the finished product and he sees the, the, the feedback from it. And it just makes you want to work that much harder. It's, it's not about 
money, getting paid or anything. It's, it's about, you're creating art um, and, and people are loving it. Uh, you know, and, and it just drives you to, to keep getting that love, man. And it, it's, it's great stuff. And, and, and that's, the, that's the beauty of everything. Everybody that's part of Cage Times in our community. Like we all are super passionate and care about what we do. And that's our driving force. That is the number one driving force for all of us. Um, and, the, and then it's in its expression. Like, you, you know, you're right. Like you get to see this finished product and you're like, wow, I did this or we did this, you know, or I had this little part in making this beautiful masterpiece. Um, you know, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, people say to me, Mike, you run around the entire fight. You never stand still. You this down the other thing. If you came to me and said, hey, listen, I'm going to get you a couple of employees so you can just sit front row and watch the fights, I would never do that. Back in the day, GFL offered me a franchise opportunity when I first started Cage Science. They sat me down. They were trying to wine and dine me, and they're like, you know, you'll be like Dana White. You'll just walk in mid of, middle of the card, and they'll all look, hey, the camera will pan to you, the Cage Titans owner, and you just sit down and just enjoy yourself. We'll do the matchmaking. We'll do the setup. We'll do this. We'll do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's not me, man. That might be somebody else, but that's not me. Like part of why I'm passionate and I care about this is at the end of the night when we're sitting there, we're like, wow, we did this guys, you know, and, 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 and it's, and it's the most beautiful feeling, um, in the world. Excellent, my man. Well, let's get to a couple of more things about this card. I could talk to you all night, uh, but uh, I'm not going to talk to you all night. <laughs> but, Mike, <clears throat> I know you got, you know, in the works, press conferences and stuff like that. Uh, what do you, any any different plan on that? The weather might be nice outside. Like, what what are you thinking about the press conference heading forward uh, as far as this, this card? Dude, I would love to do an outdoor press conference. We did an outdoor press conference. I'm not sure if you were involved in it. Yeah, I, 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 it, yeah right in front of the, the Memorial Hall, I think I would um, say. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to say no, that we wouldn't do an outdoor press conference again. The wind, the microphones. The, the, chur the, the, the church across the street with the bell. Remember that was going on? Yeah, the church. <laughs> um, there were so many things that were difficult um, about doing outdoor. So... I'm not sure if we would do outdoor again, but I'm not going to say no. I would love to do in front of the waterfront because I think that would be amazing. That was something I've had like kind of in the bucket list. Um, but how to get internet out there would was, was something that's yeah. Um, the press conference. My thoughts again. I loved Proof Twenty Two. A lot of people thought that was a great venue that we did last time. We had the big TV screens behind us, had the logos and all that stuff. It was very cool. Um, that's a beautiful place. We might do it there. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I can tell you this. I'm, I'm probably targeting Ross and Battles, uh, Bone and uh, D-Sab, Trevor and, and, um, Trevor and, and uh, Jack Congdon, Pat Casey and Marty Mavis, and then obviously Mitch and, and Smythe would probably be the five. But then it's just like, that's, a, that's five fights that we're having. That's a lot of guys, you know, and you know me, I won't do it unless I can get both guys there. So yeah, uh, yeah. Press conference will be Thursday, to be determined where it's going to be. I'd love to have you. I remember you moderated one of our a couple of them back in yeah. the day. So like, I was I was, I was hiding under the table for uh, the Joe Penafiel and uh, the uh, Richie. Richie one, right? That, that, that was like... A... <laughs> we have a picture of you and that. I was asking asking questions from underneath the table. It was uh, it was a little hostile that day, but it's always good, man. It's it's great. Uh, the fighters love it. They get to say what they, they want to say there, and 
you put on a great production there too, man. A everywhere you guys go, uh, weigh-ins, uh, the press conference, uh, the fight night, pre-fight, everything is is top-notch, man. Congratulations on all that. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's something that we went, we talked about a little earlier. Like, we're homegrown in everything we do. Like, we're taking people that are just passionate about the sport that have, like, maybe they might have a limited background in the area that we're trying to use them for. But it's just like, I can go hire the best production company in the world. I can go give them money and, ha and they're going to take it as a job and they're going to take the money and they're going to do an amazing job. But like, I want people that care about the sport first and maybe I might have a little bit less of a pro like a quality, but we're going to grow and we're doing it organically together. And I think that also might translate over to the, to the, to the uh, community as well that we're a part of. Like they've watched us grow you know, we watched the first Table Titans episode from 2016 the other day and then see, like, where we've been in seven years. Like, you guys are along for the journey and you're all a part of it. And I think that's an important message that I tell the fighters. Like, your friends and family, like, don't just whore yourself out and say, buy tickets, buy tickets, buy tickets. That's how I get paid. Invite them on the journey. Let them witness it. Let them see you broken down in the gym, pouring sweat you know, bleeding or whatever after a long, hard session, show them that, you know? So then like, as you get closer to the fight, they get to feel that accomplishment with you on fight night. And they're there right there with you. Um, and I think that's what we do at Cage Titans as a whole, not only the fighters that we try to instill that in at, at, as us as a product, like you're with us on this journey. Like the countdown to May 27th, is on and you're all in on that countdown you know with us whether it's the videos that are dropping the posters the the table titans episodes with people going back and forth whether it's the press conference you know the weigh-ins the pre-fight parties the after parties the next day brunches like you're a part of this whole journey it's not just like you're an outsider looking in you're part of this and i and i and that would be a big message i would tell any fighter whether whoever you fight for invite your your friends and family on this journey, give them that inside look. Cause this is something that many of them will never do in their lives. And to get that like true connection with them, they want to be part of that journey. And so many fighters like, I'm not going to post, no one cares. It's like, yeah, they do. Trust me. You're doing something pretty badass. Trust me, bring them in, you know, and let them be a part of this. Excellent. Well, a couple more things, and I'll let you give your last words on this uh, on this event on the 27th. But, Mike, I have to say another great thing that you added, Spectation Sports. I've been doing Fight Companions from here, and I, you know, we're going through them, and their graphics, their breakdowns, the stuff that they've just added. They have odds going on. I think you can actually, you know, do fun betting with them. But I, I was ranting and raving uh, about it, and... I mean, they're going to tweak little things here and there as they go, but my God, the production level of that and just their graphics and, and the, the information they give you while you're watching the stream is fucking incredible. Do you have anything to do with that, giving them ideas, or is that all that, a whole separate crew that kind of does their own thing? Well, fun fact, um, all those graphics we create I created the graphic package that we use, um, you know, from scratch and we're always looking to tweak it. Um, so, you know, spectation sports was, was started by a guy who used to work at flow combat that we used to work with at flow combat and the other, the, the head owner, it works for the NFL network. 
So he has a ton of great ideas through the NFL network. This was a brainchild that came to after COVID when all these betting platforms were looking for sports to bet on because that's huge revenue. They needed sports to happen so they can get their revenue flowing with people betting. This came and they were like, well, MMA is one of the first sports that are going on. Let's start a streaming service with an emphasis on betting. Uh, when they brought this proposal to me, now we could still stream on our own, which we were doing. Uh, but I thought that added piece that they can bring in the betting line in, especially with sports gambling going legal in March. Um, I thought that potential that we could have some betting um, was huge. So that betting stuff is theirs. Um, every Tuesday, which is a fun part, that odds making, it's myself and Andy, and we meet with a professional uh, odds maker, and we discuss the fights and kind of give them our inside analysis um, and breakdowns and info on the fighters. So then that professional odds maker goes back, does what he does, and he spits out the odds. Um, that's been kind of cool and fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and we have to be very, very transparent in that. Like, you know, like we're, we're pretty open. Like, you know, I'll, I'll never bet on a fighter or anything like that. Or like, I never talk ill of fighters, but like, that's a pretty like raw conversation where it's like, all right, we got to be honest. Like, you know, do I know that this guy's a little hurt? You know, I know something like that. Yeah. You know, cause they, they, their, um, professional sports, uh, odds maker, like there's background checks. There's a, a committee that the ethics committee. So like, we, you know, I can't go in there and just stop bullshitting them. So that's another level, but that's all them. Um, you know, so that stuff is cool. Um, but that, that portion's them, they're the betting guys. Uh, you know, but all, everything else on the other side and the statistics, which was a great ad from the last show, um, they hire a statistician that watches along live and they're able to spit out those live um, punch stats, which we, we don't have the capability of doing um, at this. I mean, we, we could hire somebody to do it, but they have a professional that does it, which we're able to share. So those two things are theirs. Um, for me, I thought they were trying to grow a cool platform, which which has a lot to offer that, you know, I thought was just, I want to be different. I'm just going to be like, I, I don't want to do anything else. Anybody else is doing. I don't, it's just, it's just me. I, I want to, I want to do something that's a little different than everybody else. Not, you know, especially locally, but you know, if we can, we can do something new that no one else is doing. Um, I take great pride in that, you know, and, and not just following everybody that's going this way. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. You guys are going that way. I'm going to go this way. And then eventually everybody starts coming back to us this way. But hey, by the time they turn and start going the way we're going, we're already turning our another direction and going in totally other direction. So, you know, whatever. Great, man. Like, like I said, uh, ranting and raving, watching it. Um, it's it's great stuff. I'm going to miss it this time because I will be at this card at Better be in person. I told you. <laughs> your ass better be there, man. I mean, I haven't seen you for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I, I think the last card I might have I went to, I think it was when um, Colin fought for the, the Muay Thai title. I don't know how many... That was... Uh, a while's back, but, uh, ago, yeah. yeah, I've been just trying, you know, do, you know, give, uh, you know, we have a bunch of guys that work with us now and they want to go to the shows and, you know, I've been at it for a long time. I figured, you know, let the new guys and the people 
that really do things at the show, like Travis doing his play-by-play, -play, uh, Lars running around. But, uh, you know, I thought it was uh, something different to do, doing the Fight Companion from this side. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm, I, I miss the shows, man. I miss watching them live. I miss the Cage Titans experience, seeing all the guys, the fighters there. Because I, I actually have a lot of friends that are actually fighters that uh, I miss talking Believe to. Believe it or not, people have friends of these. Yeah, yeah, I know some. I mean, I, I do have some people that not so friendly there, but uh, they always treat me with respect, whether they, you know, dislike dislike me from this point or or, or love me. They always treat me with respect. And, uh, you know, I try to go to Cage Titans and do the same, you know, return that. And it's just a great I, show that I, I will definitely be at, at the 27th, no, no questions asked. There we go. And then, hey, maybe... For uh, Cage Titans in July, we can we can bring back that idea of getting back to that pre-show and, and and doing something cool um, with that. So uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, you you know, you're you're amazing to have a part of the MMA community yourself, and um, you know the platform you give these fighters. They're you know you're always interviewing. No one's off limits. You invite everybody and anybody. And just like us with Table Titans, you realize people are like, oh, you only interview the same guys. Or you, you know, it's like it's an open invite. Yeah, they just happen to reach out like. You know, so I would encourage any fighter that's watching, like, listen, man, like, get on one of these podcasts, talk about it. Like, part of this is entertainment, whether you like it or not. Like, the olden days of people, I remember when I first started Cage Titans and when I was fighting, they're like, I'm a fighter. I don't sell tickets. I don't promote. I'm just a fighter. I show up on fight day. It's like, cool, you can do that. But unfortunately, in the world we live in and as this sport evolves, you're all just as much as you can fight, you need to entertain as well. And, and kind of do these things and there's it's no secret that you know I, I told the story before like when i went out to the uh dana white contender series uh with richie and jay perrin like the guy pulled me aside and was like dude these guys talk on the mic and i'm like yeah man we make them talk on the mic like they commentate they do this like man they're really polished you can tell because like a lot of guys freeze up and uh you know it, it's just another aspect um you know, of what's going on. And, 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 and it's very helpful. Like just even that media room that you guys have, like, that's what you do in the UFC. You get out of the cage, you get checked out by the doctor, you get your check, you go to the media room and you talk and you're forced to talk. And it's no like, Hey, I just got out of the cage. I'm not going there. It's like, there's somebody pulling you like you're going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why we do that type of thing. We're trying to prepare you, uh, for that, for that, you know, for everything. And not only that, even if you're not going to go to the UFC, you just fought. Like the mic is yours. Talk. Let the people know what it feels like yeah. and, and relish that moment because you know it, it's pretty amazing. And one day you'll look back, and in the moment you might be like, "Ah, oh, this is corny. No one cares." I'll tell you right now. I wish I had videos of my fights. Yes. Or or videos of you in the back room doing uh you know doing interviews and and stuff. I mean, you show that to your kids, show that to your grandchildren, show that to like when you're at family parties and stuff. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, you might not be thinking of it at that moment um, that you want to do that. It might be, you know, you might feel like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know. But down the line, you're going to look back as, you, like you said, you, you missed some of those opportunities because they didn't have it. But you're going to look back at that and your kids or grandchildren or, or family, they're going to be massively proud of you. Cousins that didn't even know you for it, all of a sudden you whip out a video of you knocking someone out and you getting some uh, some uh, you know words in the back room. It's 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 just uh, it it'll elevate your 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 life and uh, your mind as a fighter and what you contributed and what you went through to get to that spot. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I'm telling you, like you might not think it, but 
somebody sitting at home going like this, refreshing, 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 because they want, they're waiting to see the results of yeah. your fight or they're waiting to see your next post about what happened on your fight. So like, you know, it's, 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 I, I think there's some value there and it's an important thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. So get out on a podcast, go out and get in front of the camera. I don't care if you're a first time amateur or you're a guy who's on the next level of the UFC, you know, get your rounds in, enjoy this moment, enjoy this part of the journey. Cause it is a part of the journey. And, uh, you know, you know, it, it's just gonna expand it. Um, not just your skill sets in the, in their cage or the ring fighting, um, but all the other aspects of, um, you know, combat sports with the entertainment factor, but not only that, like just speaking in public, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, like, you might not think oh, I'll never have a job that I speak in public, but you've got some people that are very timid. They just get freezed up. It's like, this might help break you out of your yeah. shell and, and help you not just in the MMA fight world in just all kinds of aspects of your life. Like, um, yeah, so. Excellent, my man. I don't know. <laughs> well, last thing, Mike. Uh, I know you got you're gonna have Table Titans. You're gonna be going over these card, this card. Um, you know, in the next week or so. So we we'll we'll leave off with that. But the last thing uh, I want you to do is just give a pitch for this card. I know you said there's no more tickets online. You got to get them from uh, you know the fighters. You got Spectation Sports that you can buy the stream. Great, great uh, product there. So last thing you want to say about this card, man, and I'll let you go. We'll talk for a couple of seconds after you. Uh, after we end the stream, but anything you want to say uh, about this card and uh, we'll let the folks, uh, you know. So when we break down this card, this is, so not this Monday, the week of the fight, which I hear that you might be in studio with us. You're going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come up this Monday or whenever, whatever Monday you want. You just let me know. We'll, yeah, we'll talk Monday or next. All right. We'll next Monday. Is, so the fight week is when big Mikey De Silva comes in and he does his predictions, his hot wing, hot take. Oh, can I, I'll, I'll do a hot wing. I'll do the hot wing, hot take with him. I, I miss Mikey. He's telling me to come home right now. So I, I'll go, I'll go sit with, along Mike and eat some hot wings so and shit. I would say fight week Monday. We'd love to have you in the studio. We can participate. Maybe we do a little challenge with you and Mikey. Uh, that'd be super <laughs> cool. Um, I'm going to give you my last pitch, but before I do, I got a question for you. What's your one fight that you got circled that you're like, oh shit, I gotta see on this card? All right, well, it's not one of the 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 biggest ones, but I am interested definitely in Valdiner against Smith because Valdiner is, you know, early in his career, he's stepping up in uh, in the talent. Will Smith, a ton of fights, fell for fought for Bellator, um, you know, fought CES, fought for you guys. That guy is a, a true veteran, and he's fought a ton of killers. And he's coming off a big win with uh, Cam Arnold, who was on the rise up, just like Valdina. So that is a huge fight for me, because not only implications for both of these guys, but Valdina has a crowd beyond belief in that place. And I just want to feel the atmosphere of when that fight takes off. So I'm... Definitely more interested in that fight. I love, I'm interested in all of them. There's a lot of fighters that I don't, don't know much about that I want to see. But that fight I'm very intrigued about and I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that, you know, it's, it's funny. That, that, I'm glad you brought that fight up because like when you talk about battles and the heavyweight title, you talk about that Mitch fight, you talk about, you know, Goody and Jack Congdon and D-Sab and Marty Navis. It's like, that's a sneaky one that like you might forget that's on the card. And you're like, oh shit! Wait a minute. That's like, that that's a great fight. And just everything you just said, 
you just did my job. It's such an amazing fight for so many reasons. You got that fast rising star. You got that star killer in Will Smith. You know, like these guys are going to clash. And, uh, you know, you're going to see either Baldina can pass this super, super difficult task ahead of him in Will Smith. Or are you going to see Will Smith crumble some undefeated prospect like he just did? And, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton at stake. And this is one of those sneaky great ones that, like, it might get lost in the shuffle. But for those who are in the know, they know. So you're in the know, Steve. Um, my pitch, Cage Titans 59, um, May 27th. Make sure you follow us on all social media, you know, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you know, make sure you follow us across all social media platforms. Um, the card is stacked. I hate being that promoter. I keep like a broken record saying it. I hate being a promoter. When I hear other guys talk about, this is the biggest card yet. And it's like, mother effer, you know next card you're going to try to tell me that's the biggest card yet. And on the next one, you're going to tell me that's the biggest card yet. Uh, shout out to AFO Pete Lorenzo, who ripped a bunch of fighters off. But when I was fighting, that was his MO. It was like, this is the best fight card. You better be at it. I'm telling you this. I've never said this. This is the biggest fight card I've ever put on. Um, Cage Sides has ever put on. From top to bottom. It is a stacked card that is just bananas. Like, we didn't go into all of them, but it's just like, oh, wait a minute. That fight card's on this? That fight's on this card? That fight's on this card? Wait, shit. That fight's on this card? Wait, that amateur title going on? <laughs> it's just, it's one of those cards that everyone is super evenly matched. Everyone could go either way. Um, there's so many superstars that are on this card. Um, so many household names. This is, is honestly the biggest card that Cage Titans has ever put forward to the public. So please, you know, enjoy. And, um, you know, that, that's it, man. Come on out, man, and, and hit up your favorite fighter. Get those tickets um, and get them soon. Don't wait till the last minute because you're going to be outside looking in. And I don't care if you're my mother asking me for tickets. <laughs> you're not going to get tickets to this place. Uh, disclaimer, my mom works the door at the fights. Like, I tell you, we're family. My mom, my aunts, like, they all work the doors. But they wouldn't need tickets. But if they did, hypothetically, no I'd way, say no. <laughs> no way. Uh, so get your tickets. Hit out fighters up early. And uh, just just come along for the ride, man. It's, it's going to be amazing. We've still got uh, 17 days till fight day. Uh, we're going to have a – Nick's going to be dropping a bunch of more amazing content um you know and uh yeah man it's just uh and enjoy because this is going to be something special and this is one of those fight cards that like as big as it is today this might be one that like five years from now we'll look back on and be like holy shit look at all these guys that were on this one card yeah. here locally so there you go well, there you go, man. Uh, fabulous chat with you, my man. Always a pleasure getting uh, you know, getting words with you, my man. It's been a while. Can't wait to see you on Table Titans eating some of those hot wings uh, with Mikey over there. I don't eat my, I, I don't eat a ton of hot stuff, but I'll practice up until that until that night, man. But we'll keep in contact about that. Uh, make sure you tune into Table Titans this coming Monday. Uh, I would imagine you probably got a guest or two, maybe on. Yeah, um, this week we got uh, Brody McDougal and Will Doolin. Who are uh, fighting in the Muay Thai world, and then um, we also have um, Andrew Jacobs and Joe Lexus, um, two two great amateur fights, and um, you know so we got those guys on. We've had every, I think we've had out of the sixteen fights, I think we've had fourteen 
out of the 16 fights on Table Titans, which is another amazing thing. Usually, you know, a lot of fighters are like, I don't want to be on it. Like, we had every pro fight on. We've had the amateur title fights on. We've had Now we're like, these are the last two amateur fights that we haven't had on, a, on an episode, uh, with the exception being Steve Hill and Tim Walsh. Uh, so we've had almost every fight on, which is which is great. Um, you know, so yeah, this week's going to be fun. Will Doolin versus Brody McDougal. They'll both be on. And Andrew Jacobs versus Joe Lexus, um, which will also be on as well. Excellent, my man. Well, bro, I could talk to you for another hour about Table Titans. And <laughs> you moved everything. It looks great in there. But when I'm on the show eating hot wings, I'll talk about... Talk about that experience and, and uh, you know, how... Well, well, listen, well, I'll do you a favor. <laughs> so Mikey's the hot wing hot take guy. I'll have our kitchen kind of come up with like, we'll call out the hot wings for you, but we'll give you a plate that's like mild wings. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that for me. I'll, I, I'm not taking, skipping any uh, anything here. I'll eat whatever the fuck you guys eat on that night. I'm not... Hey, I don't... hey you're, you were my inspiration, <laughs> man. You know, I've been doing... Uh, Table Titans for since 2016, but you were like the first, and, and we was just like a set up a webcam and just do it in, in in the bar. Like you were one of the first on the scene that had their own studio, had their own setup and table and this and and, and you you've been how many years you've been going doing this? Ah, uh, probably well from the phone in the corner going live on uh, Facebook, probably about seven years now. Uh, 2015, yeah. 2016. So you've, you've been right along there, and you've always had a studio. Finally, us at Cage Titans, yeah. seven years fucking later, we do, finally decided to take advantage of some extra space we have, and we finally have a studio. We're still tweaking it. I got an old cage mat that we cut up and made it as wallpaper. We got all kinds of cool memorabilia down there. So, uh, you know, I look forward to having you in, um, and you we're, we're going to start a new thing. Everybody who's in the studio will get to sign the cage mat wall. Oh, cool. So uh, cool. you and Mikey will be the two first guests in the studio because um, – Next week, we're doing a... Mikey was there today, tweaking the studio a little bit. Uh, next week, we're going to add a couple more tweaks, but then you and Mikey will be the first two guests in studio with the final product. So you guys will have you in studio, have you sign the wall and all that stuff. Excellent. Make sure there's plenty of milk there, okay? That's all I have to say. Plenty of milk. <laughs> with that right, said, Mike, I'll talk to you for a couple of minutes after we uh, end, but uh, tune in, Cage Titans, uh, Monday night, and then, uh, you know... Go hit one of their fighters up for tickets because they, they are not online anymore and, uh, you know, can't make it to the show. Spectation Sports, my guys. Um, all right, Mike, I'll talk to you for a couple of minutes. But, people, I'll be back next week. I don't know who my guest is, uh, but we'll uh, we'll probably be talking about these past uh, events coming up this weekend. So, with that said, thanks for everyone uh, joining in. Thank you, Mike Paul Vare, for coming on, man. It's been a while. Love it, as always. And uh, we'll see you very soon, my man.